Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. As always, by my side, I have the beautiful and very talented Kerry Hurrigan with me today to share with us her insights into this beautiful, glorious full moon in Scorpio. Welcome, Kerry. I see. I love your introductions. Oh, thank you. So well, true. (laughs) And it's lovely. And today I can't see your lovely face because we've had to stop our videos so that the Zoom meeting can actually have a better sound. Process. (laughs) Yes, a better sound. So, my friend, what have we got? What have you got for us today? Oh, well, I have some very, very interesting things to share with you. So uh, as you know, there's a, we're talking about the full moon in Scorpio, which is happening around the 7th of May, depending where you are in the world. But there are many things that are happening in the sky and astrology reflects what is happening down on Earth as a collective and as an individual, which is so cool. I mean, it is so cool. And it also refers to the law of correspondence, which is one of the seven hermetic principles, and that's as above, so below. Some people may have heard that. Let's start with what's happening at the moment. And currently we have Jupiter and Pluto together. And a little bit of background on this partnership is they are together in Capricorn on the 30th and the 1st of April. The Jupiter-Pluto cycle is around 12 and a half years and the last one occurring in 2007 and 2008. We all know what happened then with the GFC. It also occurred in 1918, which was the end of World War One. It was prior to the Spanish flu. This is so interesting. The Spanish flu epidemic and in 1931, the middle of the Depression. Pluto was discovered in 1930 and Uranus was very active in Taurus at that time as it is now. Taurus represents money, property, wealth, with Uranus representing upheaval, trauma, it leads to liberation and ultimately freedom. Isn't that interesting? And Uranus remains in Taurus from 2018 to 2025. Don't you think that's just incredible? That's amazing. Oh, wow. (laughs) Truly is amazing. I know. I know. So other cycles have been associated with financial busts like we are experiencing now, like Saturn in Sagittarius. But we don't have to worry about Saturn being in Sagittarius at the moment because it's in Aquarius. So the Jupiter-Pluto conjunctions are associated with financial crashes but are not the only astrological factor. Pluto, of course, is linked to abundance or riches from the earth while Jupiter expands that wealth or it can take it away. The partnership also leads to a resetting of the financial system, which we were just talking about before we started recording. And certain economists and financial astrologers have spoken about the imminent recession and it appears it has arrived. We are being forced through this crisis 
to see what we need versus what we want. Our fears are standing right in front of us and they are on all levels and already many are overwhelmed at the prospects of financial loss, unemployment and financial hardship, which is so interesting that we're talking about the Scorpio full moon today, which relates to all of this. Pluto exposes what has been kept in the underworld and in the human consciousness to destroy what no longer serves us and to transform it for the betterment of all while Jupiter creates the new seeds for the better future. But that will be up to us ultimately. So we have to participate in this. Uh, Saturn and Mars are in Aquarius. And the last time I spoke was of the responsibility of the social distancing and isolation. We are finding the feeling to conform for some this is too much and they want to break free we have seen at the time of this recording there were gatherings in some cities in the United States that were protesting I don't know if you've seen that on the television yeah I have yeah even this morning which is very which is interesting and just before and over the Easter break we saw pictures of many people out walking just walking as they usually do in their droves. There was a lot of criticism for those people for doing things like that. And I'm sure in their in their hearts the intent was not to harm, of course. It was, you know, they just did what they did. Mars moves into Pisces on the 14th and Mars in Pisces can be explosive if emotions are suppressed too much. So that is something to be aware of in relation to this Scorpio moon as well. So Sun and Mercury are in Taurus and that is also along with Uranus and Venus goes retrograde in Gemini Gemini, and that's from the 13th of May to June the 25th. And this is so fascinating because when Venus goes into retrograde, it relates to love and money and when in this time both can decline and can even come to a halt and this can present overwhelming challenges in relationships that are not uncommon and with things the way they are at present it is even more apparent so people are having a lot of financial challenges with being stood down from their jobs there's many many challenges that are happening there so just good to be just aware of that and that's about brings me up to what's current. Sue, do you want me to move on to the Yes, please. The moon? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So the moon is our internal world of emotions and feelings, and we are always gauging how safe do we feel. That's why it's linked to the past or, or what's familiar and known. In evolutionary astrology, which is the astrology that I study, we look at the moon as representing our ego. And when you consider this, is how close the, is the ego and the emotions? I mean, how close are they? I couldn't get any. <laughs> They're almost this, pretty much the same in a, in a lots of ways. The moon also represents our mother or who was our most nurturing adult in childhood and the moon reflects back to us and how we are likely to express our feelings and how we manage our emotions. So that depends on where your moon is placed in your birth chart. There's also the distortion of the moon and that can be seen in irrational emotional reactions, being overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent and moody. At this time, we're going to have a full moon and this is where the energy moves outward and it's in a completion phase. This is time to release and share and this phase can be problematic 
uh, as we tend to compare ourselves with others, especially if we're trying to express something for the first time, whether that's a project or um, even a different way of uh, thinking or engaging with other people or whatever you're doing that's something new. But the idea is to understand our own individuality through others. So this, you know, unfortunately, and this is a horrid thought for most people, is that when other people behave badly, it's reflecting what we do. We see our own <laughs> bad behaviour, which I know is a horrid thought, but it's, we can't get away with anything really. We become a, a more aware of our social identity, of which we can be very insecure about. So sharing with others, it helps us to become more understanding of ourselves. And I often find when I'm saying these things that it just sounds so easy and simple when I say it and I think I. You know, it's very difficult when you're in the moment. If you can catch yourself and you're thinking, hang on, it's not, okay, I'm Mm. behaving in a certain way and that person has just brought it up to the surface and they don't know and you don't know normally at the time. Mm. A little bit about Scorpio, it's a fixed water sign ruled by Pluto. I want you to remember that, Sue. So when (laughs) when you think of Scorpio and you are very familiar with Scorpio, uh, you think transformation. So when we look at the myths in astrology, the Scorp- Scorpio is the scorpion. It has three sort of levels. So it's a scorpion, it transforms into the phoenix and then to the dove, the dove ultimately being the spirit. And to do this, intensity is required to transform and to take place. So I thought maybe a good idea was just to pop in some famous Scorpio moon people, uh, Lady Gaga, if you know her story. Mm. She had a very intense life growing up. Jennifer Lopez, Bruce Lee, I mean, you only have to look at him the way he was in those movies and, God, you couldn't get (laughs) anybody more intense than him. And Steven Spielberg. And you think how they continually transform themselves. It is a deep and passionate energy, never satisfied with what is presented on the surface and it will dig deeper into the dark to get to the riches below. It helps us to examine the details of our life, especially things that really need to change and it also rules psychology. Because of the intensity of Scorpio, it is magnetic and hypnotic. It has people that are Scorpio have this intensity about them. It's often linked with the macabre or the taboo People with a Scorpio moon have the ability to look under the surface. They pick up what's not being said. And if anybody ever thinks they can put something over them, you know, think again. And we've all got Scorpio somewhere. Mm. But if you have a Scorpio moon, you might be more intuitive with this or your that intuition is might be triggered a little bit more. It is said the Scorpio is the suffering sign of the zodiac. The suffering comes from... They feel things on an emotional level so incredibly deep that they also suppress their emotion. And when the emotions are suppressed to the point of intensity, it results in that tail comes up and it will kill. It really does. I was on the end of it one time, but from somebody else, and I thought I was going to die. (laughs) (laughs) But they'll also attack themselves. You know, that it sort of takes on that um, the behaviour of the scorpion. Note, too, that Scorpio is also about taxes and other people's money. And what do you do again for a living? Yes, I'm a bookkeeper. 
That's correct. Yes, that's you are absolutely right. And of course, that brings us to the distortion of Scorpio. Scorpio has the ability to draw us in that magnetic, you know, draw that intensity and that passion. It almost feels like they're like seeing right through you, you know. Scorpio can become jealous and controlling if it's passion gets a hold. It rules betrayal, power and powerlessness. Violence and destruction along with corruption and betrayal are linked with Scorpio, including manipulation. So it is a very emotionally intense mm. sign. Uh, just as a reminder, Pluto in Capricorn with Saturn equals the corruption of governments, the financial markets and big business and, and big corporations, including the church. Okay, just got one one more bit to do, which is the full moon in Scorpio. Yep. And that can be, of course, one of the most intense full moons of the year. And people may feel this intensity start to build within a, you know, it can happen like around a week before the event itself. And even after it, we can be left with this intensity. You know, you might uh, find yourself wanting to really delve deep into your emotions. You may want to, you know, want the, a very deep and meaningful conversation more than usually because these aren't easy at times. But if you're finding that you really do need to have a meaningful conversation with somebody around this time, maybe the time for you to do that. Scorpio gives us the ability to go through a transformational process. So, you, you know, we can change what we know needs to be changed. And it may even, with some people, it will push that, get them to the point where they think, yep, okay, this is it now, I have to do something about it. The Scorpio full moon is a water moon and it can make that uh, sensitivity really, it, it can be acute in us and for those people, they can feel it in other people. So there's this prickliness. It can make you intensely sensitive as to what is not being said. So it can also send us down into the depths of despair. So watch the dark, you know, the dark thoughts that might come. It can get a, get us caught up in an emotional frenzy. And, and what we need at that point, when we get too high in our emotions or we're acting on, on complete emotional reactions, we need to go to Taurus. We need grounding. And what better to do do it than, than Taurus is, of course, represented by the bull and he stands with all four feet firmly planted on the ground. So we need to ground ourselves. You know, you can do this just getting a grip, you know, you might have to slap yourself or something like that. But <laughs> if you get out in, you know, go and do something, get in the garden, go for a walk, do something that's going to take you out of your emotions. And just so you can become more rational if this is how it may affect you. Yeah, on a medical level, it rules the reproductive organs and genitals. And that's all I have to say at this point. So the genitals, hey? Right. Yes. Wait till we get to that one. Okay. Well, all right, so that's probably going to lead us, not the genitals, but just um, in general (laughs) conversation, ladies, and how the full moon in Scorpio coincides with your cycle and I suppose you know the female menstrual cycle is all about genitalia it's all about Mm. fertility it's all about falling pregnant and prior to that you have to have sex or IVF but yeah so this is a really good um, time to bring up the full moon in Scorpio how it coincides with your cycle so week one this is a tender week for your body Be mindful about your treatment of your physical self. 
hormones are rising, yet not at their peak. So make sure you go at an easy pace. Life as we know it has certainly changed. Yet your cycle continues on its ever predictable ebb and flow. You may be feeling emotions of guilt this week due to the actions or decisions made last week. Now, I know Kerry, you and I speak about this before, like the guilt that sometimes you and I used to have when we, you know, had our days of PMS and then the following week there was a lot of remorse. But when your hormones were at their very lowest during PMS, coupled with the global lockdown, your feelings will most likely be heightened at this moment. So if so, take this week to closely examine the situation um, that needs to change in your life. For an example, last week was your PMS week. Were the decisions or behavior last week that was warranted? Were they warranted? Are you caught in a monthly pattern of behavior that sees you acting out the same stories? Can you change the story? Here's an example. So last week, Your hormones were low, your body is stressed, seeking comfort in other areas because your hormones are non-existent. You turn to your family for comfort, your family partner reacts to your mood the same way they did last month and the month before, dismissive. It was very dismissive because you're the same moody person all the time, every month. You get cranky, you want more, your mood deepens, fighting occurs and you are left in tears. What can you do differently this month to stop that pattern? So for me, as a Scorpio, and from what you've always taught me, Kerry, is that Scorpio demands courage and the full moon will illuminate what is no longer serving us. So you can let it go, all the old patterns of behavior, you can make make it new again. During this week, if you are on your period, this time, make a plan change your attitude, create new brain pathways to help you manage your weeks, especially week four. An example again, mark on your calendar today. If your period starts today, mark on your calendar as day one. Keep on marking your calendar day two, day three, day four until your period stops. Make a conscious decision to serve your family during this week. So on your calendar, you can possibly predict when your PMS will start If you haven't already downloaded the Moon and You app, which will tell you, but you could do this on your calendar as well. doesn't matter what the date of the month, the day of the month of your period is important. Then you can predict it. So day one on your calendar, whatever it is, and then just write up to 28 days. And then you'll be able to know, okay, these are the days where you're going to be sad. And sometimes those patterns of behaviors are going to come back up. So Kerry, does that make sense about that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I I was just thinking as you were talking, the calm that can come after the previous week. For I can only speak personally, you know, as and I, we seem to have had a fairly similar experience when we were going through it. What I noted down was because things are calmer, you you have that just that relief and that space to when you're talking about letting go of something, maybe ponder on something that you feel has, has come to an end. It's If you think, I can't, that's it, it's ended. I know it's ended, whatever that may be. It could be all kinds of things, but maybe it's time to let it go. So the other thing is if there's something that's on your mind that way, you know, and you need to share, you know, if you if it's a problem of some kind, you find a good trusted friend. You can 
talk to. Um, I've certainly shared some things with Sue here that I either haven't told anybody. She's probably forgotten. Even I have trouble remembering <laughs> what they might have been. But at the time, they were very, very important. But this is the way to for transformation. And one, that's the probably it's a, the Scorpio is most known for that. It's transformational qualities, and transformation is not an easy thing. It's, it requires emotions and, and change. It may be something for you to look at at this time. Your emotional world is, well, that's the thing that does transform us. Mm. Don't change with anything else. If you make a conscious decision, so for example, this week, if you make a conscious decision to serve your family during week four, you've got the whole month to prepare. Mm. Like ensure you have plenty of view time marked in your calendar But don't go seeking support from your family during week four. Be your own support guru. Try it. See what changes. You know, we'd love to know because I think that we have to take charge of our emotional state sometimes. And when we go seeking, as you have mentioned many times, Kerry, when we go and seek comfort and security from anyone else outside ourselves, that's where we can come unstuck. I'm trying to create a pattern of behavior that at the beginning of each cycle, you've got a chance to start again. And as you mentioned to me before, prior to this podcast, Kerry, Scorpio Mm. is all about ending something and starting something new. So this is my message for week one. If you're in here, this is a perfect time to start something new this month with you and your family, or even if it's just you and your dog or you and your cat or you and your parrot, you've got a chance to start anew. Absolutely, and of course, too, when you said that too, Sue, the moon is also the nurturing, it's nurturing. It represents our mother or, or, or the most nurturing adult, usually our mother, and, and you have to find the internal mother. Mm. Yeah, your internal mother. You're absolutely right. Yes. Okay, week two. So if you are in this beautiful full moon in Scorpio and you are on your week two of your period, then this message is for you. Estrogen which we speak off every podcast, and endorphins, which we also speak off throughout this podcast, rise hand in hand this week. Estrogen rises automatically because it's just a cycle and then high amounts of estrogen automatically trigger endorphins to rise. You don't have to do anything. It just happens. (laughs) So this will give you laser-like focus and coupled with the full moon energy, it will help you investigate the details of your life, especially while you're in this global lockdown. Your energy, mood and brain power will be in full swing, bringing feelings of excitement for change. And although it might be difficult to introduce new things while we are all at home, you can still change things up for yourself by simply changing your mindset. A couple of things to think about, like what are you streaming on TV? Can you switch it and read a book instead? Can you do an online yoga class or meditation class? There are heaps online for free. And myself and my beautiful dear friend, Shirley Dalton, we did a fantastic free webinar that you could actually download. And I think it's actually on the website, all about changing your mindset and how our core beliefs is what we act out from. It's so fascinating. You should read it. It's, it's, um, listen to it. It's wonderful. 
If you feel fear, and who doesn't during this COVID-19 epidemic, then this is the time to face it by looking at how things truly are. Again, where is your information coming from? Give yourself a goal to be a creator of content on social media instead of just a consumer. Now, I follow a beautiful lady called Elena Brower, and I'm doing a course called Simplify at the moment with her. And one of the things that she teaches me is why not have a goal to consume only 30 minutes of social media a day. So consume social media, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the middle of the day and 10 minutes of an evening. And then the rest of the time, create. Now you have all the things that you need, estrogen and endorphins and testosterone towards day 13 and 14 are really high. You have a lot of sexual energy happening as well. I want to talk to you now about the sexual energy of Scorpio, not just the act of sex. So have you ever considered that this energy you experience, especially around this time of the full moon in Scorpio, can be harnessed for other things in life? So estrogen and testosterone and the fact that you're going to be ovulating around day 14, those three days, you're going to be really fully stimulated on a sexual level, but you don't have to have sex. And if you can't have sex and you don't have a partner to have sex and you don't know how to masturbate, you can actually channel all that amazing energy into being creative and to create some content online. I think that'll be fantastic for you all. I mean, so this is what I reckon. Your homework is to research the spiritual or energetic side of sexual energy. And we want you to report back to us because it's been a long time since Kez and I have had any any sort of conversation around that. So I reckon that'd be good. What about you, Kerry? Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd love to see. I mean, it amazes me what people people's ideas and you think see it on social media and the things they come up with. And of course, this time of hibernation is, you know, people are showing what they they do creatively, like painting and oh, any of the oh, it's that, singing um, and they're producing like videos yeah. on TikTok and stuff. Oh, and just. Um, one more thing too, on the physical aspect, sex will be more energetic this week due to the accompanying endorphins that naturally occur with high levels of estrogen. So endorphins, remember ladies, is a natural painkiller. And I think that um, nature is absolutely amazing that they give women not only the desire for sexual encounter during the ovulation time, but they also give us the painkillers because I don't know about you, Kerry, but sometimes thinking about having an orifice up there can be a little bit painful. So that's what nature has provided for us. And not many women know that as well. So, you know, take full advantage of it. Oh, dear, dear. Sorry, Kerry. I think because of this lockdown, I'm becoming a little bit more braver in my language. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I reckon there's a baby boom on its way nine months from now, so... Well, there's nothing on telly, that's that's for sure, Sue. But, yeah, with uh, with Scorpio, it does. Rules birth and, you know, this is consummating a relationship. It rules, actually rules rules marriage. A lot of people think it Libra rules marriage. Libra rules close relationships. That's one of the things that it rules. But Scorpio rules marriage. I mean, you, you have sex with another, you know, is, is, is in Scorpio. I thought maybe with this week... I think people, what I'm finding, and probably everybody's finding this too, people are realising they don't need as much as they think they do. You know, we don't we don't need all this stuff. And, you know, one of the things Scorpio rules is 
um, recycling. I've seen also a lot of furniture recycling. It's something I've done for a little while. I'm currently doing my bedroom suite. And I, uh, you know, maybe somebody might want to think about that if you want to start to get creative. As far as the sex goes, this would be the ideal week if you're feeling a little amorous. Mm. Um, it, and it's certainly you would have um, Scorpio on your, the moon in Scorpio on your side. For this, this is your second week. But, uh, yeah, but um, that's all I have to say, I think. I think mm, thanks, Kate. Most of it, yeah. It's a great week, though. You're on fire. Absolutely. Absolutely on fire. on fire. Well, then we come to week three, my darling listeners. So if you are in week three, normally days um, 15 through to days 21 maybe, then this is your message. This will be the beginning of a different week for you. Moodiness and alone time may be on the cards due to the mini PMS you may experience just after your ovulation when a sudden drop in estrogen occurs. Women often forget about the mini PMS around day 15, 16 and 17. Now, I mentioned before about um, alone time. I know we've had plenty of alone time. I know. But I'm sort of talking about alone, alone time where is there any place that you can find in your home to be quiet with yourself? Okay, so after days 15, 16 and 17, the dominant hormone this week, progesterone, will begin to rise, which may cause some physical discomfort for some women, such as insomnia, bloating and headaches. The bloating can also depend on the kind of food that you eat as well. So just watch the food. This week is the ideal time for self-transformation as your body naturally slows down, providing the perfect opportunity for reflection. So the full moon energy of Scorpio might entice you to create stories around your physical pain. However, before you go down the rabbit hole, wait a few days, consume plenty of water and plant-based foods and take one long deep breath. Creating this space for a response will help you to find the right answers for you to move forward. Stay slow. This is what your body is telling you. Progesterone slows you down. And the reason why, because the body is preparing itself to be pregnant. It believes that you may have had sexual encounter during the ovulation, your ovulation's happened, your egg comes down, your egg gets fertilized, and that's when progesterone rises and it creates this beautiful lining on the uterine wall. It becomes thicker and the body slows down because it wants to incubate and wants to keep the baby safe or keep the embryo safe or the blastocyst and that's what progesterone's job is all about to build up the lining to nurture the lining and to prepare your body for pregnancy so you might also find things like um, horror movies or fast movies are a bit distasteful to you you might find that spicy food is really hard. You would prefer bland food. You might find that coffee and alcohol is something that you don't really want anymore. And that's okay. In fact, that's exactly what progesterone does. It slows you down. And remember, you don't always have to be up and happy. Okay, this is a perfect time also to tell the family what's happening at, during this time. Just saying, hey guys, week three, it's all about progesterone. We're going to slow down. We're going to have pretty bland food. 
We're going to watch love stories. Whatever stories you want to share with your family, this is a perfect time to educate them about what happens to a woman's body in week three and why it happens. It's all because of the baby or the perceived baby that the body thinks it has going on. It's incredible, isn't it? Mm, it is. It is incredible. You know, with Scorpio being a water sign, like all water signs, it wants to, it, because it's, it's our emotional body, it wants to withdraw. You know, it'll want to withdraw within itself. That sensitivity is starting to become more acute this week. You know, you're absolutely right in looking at the nutrition. I mean, you are, you are what you eat. It's a saying that's been around for, oh, God knows how long, and, and finding more alkaline-based food is is really going to help how you feel. Uh, the emotions, so when those emotions build up, you know, you're, you're getting a bit prickly or, you know, you're a bit overly sensitive, They, you know, they build up and the energy needs a channel to express itself. So, you know, you can go for a walk or allowed to go for a walk or, as I was saying, getting um, doing something practical and grounding yourself when your emotions start to start to elevate so getting in the garden going out with you know going out into nature if you can Mm -hmm. taking the dog for a walk just little simple things but I think when you're talking about making a plan Sue I think that's the whole secret to this is Mm -hmm. you know you just be what is that uh, four armed is four warned no that's no that's not no four armed is forewarned yeah, so, yes, yes. So if you know it's coming and you know where you are in your cycle, if you're putting a plan in place and, and your diet is so important and mm. hydrating and sleeping if you're a person that can sleep well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a nap in the middle of the day, I do. My neighbour's been in, I don't know, three or four times <laughs> and I've been asleep in the chair. And I only do it like 10 minutes of, of a day, but, you know, he comes mm. in and he. <laughs> Sleep in the chair. That's what your body is wanting, and you can do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, Great. So that leads us to week four. And for those beautiful souls out there who are experiencing week four um, during this beautiful full moon in Scorpio, then this message is for you. This week will be extremely challenging for women who suffer from PMS or her sister, PMDD which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Now, PMDD is a health problem that is similar to premenstrual syndrome, but is more serious. PMDD causes severe irritability, depression, or anxiety in the week or two before your period start. Not just three or four days, but it could like be two weeks. Mm. And severe depression, clinical depression could happen. Does it really start Mm. Early. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's quite a – not a lot of people realise that too. I mean, I won't go into it because I really shouldn't speak about it, but I would really love those people who do have – who do suffer from premenstrual dysphoric disorder, you know, to make sure that they have enough support around them and um, there's lots of different organisations that can help you with that. I might put a few little links like Lifeline and a few other things in our notes for you guys to think about. But during this week for – Your body is changing slowly. Hormones are dropping away and with that comes bodily irritations. There's so many of them. The ones that I used to suffer from were bloating, but mainly because my diet was pretty poor when I was younger. Back pain, headaches, 
nausea, mm. stomach aches, tiredness, foggy brain, memory loss. I mean, it's just so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ugly. I remember. I, know. I, remember I had the bloating. Yeah. Oh, it's not pretty to go through this each month, but you do. Now, if you're on the pill, these symptoms probably do not come up as much. But if you, you aren't on the pill, for whatever reason, whether it's because you're not into having any chemicals in your body or whether you're trying to have a baby or that, you know, you don't really have access to the pill, then, you know, these, this is really serious. But there are things that you could do to manage this as well. Um, let's talk about the emotion side of it. If this is you during this time, let these emotions find a way out. So you're going to feel not just physical pain but emotional pain as well because it's quite fatiguing to be in constant pain and trying to keep them contained is exhausting. So have a plan in place to give this emotional build-up a way out through exercise. Granted, we're in lockdown. It's hard to exercise. In Australia, most of our beaches are closed. You can go out for a walk. But if you're like me and I have and have a knee injury, so I have a bit of a knee injury and I can't exercise at the moment, then what I'm doing is I've got two hand weights and I have a 15-minute um, exercise routine just standing or sitting with my weights, which is fantastic. And you can do stretches on the chair and you can do all sorts of things. And being in nature, so if you've got a backyard, fantastic, go out there. If it's an ugly backyard and you're not a gardener, that's okay. If you have no grass, that's okay. This is going to be your time to start building a, something outside for yourself. <laughs> go, go out and get some plants and just be within nature. And I'm sure everywhere in the world you can go out and walk. Um, so if you've got a park nearby, go out and walk in there. That'll be fantastic. Because I don't know whether you've heard of this, Kerry, but um, forest bathing is a real thing when you walk in nature because we are nature humans are part of the natural world we are not aliens here we are part of this natural world so when we go out in nature what happens is that there are things out there that we can't see but there are energies that come to us and make us feel good especially when we're out in trees there's so many things that come out of the trees. And I'm actually going to be putting something on Facebook um, about that, about the tree tree bathing, which is fantastic. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about is rash decisions can be made during this week. Do you remember when we talked about week one when I said to you about how we can sometimes feel regretful in week one because of the decisions and the behaviours that we had in week four? Well, now we're in week four. Rash decisions can be made during this week, so be extremely aware and mindful. And you should have already known this a couple of days ago that this was going to happen to you, and preparations can be made for this time. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, part, it's actually true what you say, humans are part of nature, and what has happened to my my understanding, at least, what has happened to humans is they've, and I'm not talking about us as individuals, but as a collective, we have separated ourselves from nature, have mm. dominion over nature and dominion over each other. Mm. And it's this separation. It, it can't keep going. I mean, you can't separate yourself from nature. That's impossible. But it's the consensus of the human population that has done it. You know, mm. being us focused on certain things 
that does not um, serve a lot of us. It's perfect time to put into process Byron Katie's thing because she deals with the emotional body. And I why I mention her is my own experience with her. I knew that to stop the thinking that I was doing, to stop that constant emotional pain that was coming from past memories, and it'll, it can hit in this week, I had to identify what it was and I knew I had to have an emotional shift. And once I got that emotional shift, that week it lost a lot of its potency. Then it was other things that were triggering me <laughs> off, but it wasn't the same things it did before. And I, that's why I just cannot recommend her enough. Um, you know, if you if you look at these things, you, you do find freedom and you make this week more, it's, it's, you can go through it more. And if you take the time to, as you've said, to plan and to be aware that it's coming up, you, you make things easier on yourself. You have to look after yourself. I mean, you really do have to look after yourself. It's hard with kids, I know, but in those moments you use harsh words that can't be taken back. Once they're out, that's it, they're gone. You can't take them back. You will hurt others and you'll hurt yourself. My advice, and I've learnt this as I've got older, if I get emotionally annoyed or whatever it is, I don't say anything. I don't answer straight away because I need time to settle down. Is what's happening what I think is happening or what's reality telling me? Is it something completely different? And that's what it usually is. And I can't tell you how many times I just think, wow, that was, I thought it was that, but it wasn't that at all. The the Scorpio energy, you know, is incredibly powerful energy. As you're probably starting to realise now, it can totally destroy, but it can totally renew. And I recommend people look at where uh, the Scorpio moon on these days, where it is in your own chart, and you'll see what's being activated because this will affect people more so than others and it affects people differently than others. Men and women, all of us, we'll wait to see what happens, you know, around this time globally as well. Yeah, that's wonderful, Kerry. Thank you so much. So I just wanted to remind the listeners also um, to ensure you get your homework done from last fortnight's podcast because part two of our financial review and budget tips is coming on our next podcast. So go back and listen to the new Min and Taurus to find out more. Have you been doing your homework, Kerry? I have. Good. That's I've all you need to say. Receipts. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Now, I'll make it easier for you, dear listeners. I will put it in the Facebook group what you need to do um, so that you can be ready for the next fortnight's podcast. It's always a great privilege to be here with you on this podcast. I wish you all the very best for this full moon in Scorpio. And please remember, stay safe, wash your hands. We love you. Bye for now, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone.